podcast. Very excited to be here. Billy Mandrick with my two homeboys, Kile and Sven. Pretty excited about week two. Today we're going to break down some of the matchups to exploit. Start them or sit them. Uh, some news real quick. Danny Woodhead might be back quicker than anticipated in a month. Campanera, somebody you want to pick up? I am upset with Danny Woodhead, and I'm upset with his fragility and brittleness. Fragil- but I like, yeah, I like the Campanero uh, concept because he is a similar kind of size. He's a little bit taller, a little bit bigger, but he is pretty similar in size to him. He's a receiver at heart. He's not really a running back, but they could line him up in the backfield. And I think Campanero might be a sneaky flyer that you might have to stash for a little bit, but I'd be okay with it. Better than Buck Allen? Uh, no. <laughs> not better than Buck Allen, but if you miss on Buck Allen, I'm saying that if you if you don't get the waiver on Buck Allen and you you know you miss that one out, true. Um, I think Campanera might be a sneaky flyer. And let's be real, Woodhead, if he comes back in a month, I hate to say, it, but he might get hurt again after that. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> no, there's no one. Yeah, no one would would debate you on that. We're just we're just so. working with what you give us, Danny. Chris Carson added to the uh, the stable of RBs in in Seattle. Thomas Rawls practicing in full. Uh, Eddie Lacy's still there. CJ Procise. I'm staying away from it. Jacoby Brissett for the Colts. Bill Bill Parcells' boy. He brings a little bit more hope than Scott Tolzien, let's be honest. Cool. Jay Ajay practicing in full. Amari Cooper limited with his knee. Keep an eye on that. Uh, Kerwin Williams in Arizona named the starter. What does that necessarily mean? I guess we'll find out on Sunday. Jordan Howard, shoulder injury, perhaps? Mm. Right now, they're not saying it's anything. I would keep a close eye on it, though. Um, and be sure to pick up Tariq Cohen. Um, probably the number one pickup so far this week, at least at least what I've seen. Odell Beckham Jr., please come back this week. The anemic Giants offense is in desperate hope. Somebody. Somebody to help take them out of the gutter. All right, so let's jump into <laughs> one of our hot topics this week. Favorite game for the upcoming week. I'll step in here. Thanks. Thanks, brother. Normally, I wouldn't pick my favorite team as one of my favorite games. I like to go outside of the realm. But Cowboys Denver at AT AT&T Stadium, that is my favorite team versus our mother's favorite team. Very odd. Very true. Growing up in in New York, we got Giants fans, we got Cowboys, we got Denver fans in the house. It's an eclectic group. This this is going to be a real test for Dak. He's going up against probably the best de- uh, passing defense in the NFL. If Zeke plays, they're probably going to give him the ball 25 times. If Zeke doesn't play, chances are I would, if I were if I were Jason Garrett, probably split it between McFadden and Morris. Is Zeke not playing? Is there a chance that he uh, the suspension goes through or something? As of now, I believe he's playing every game. Until until further notice, there's there's really nothing that says he's not going to play so i am i think he's going to play the whole season at this point which is pretty pretty depressing but awesome for anyone who who drafted him in like the fourth round then you got denver's offense going against the cowboys very underrated front seven who shut down the giants mind you the giants their running game is not the greatest you got jalen smith coming back from an awful injury ohio state notre dame game terrible but then you also got Orlando Skandrick, who's not playing. Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders could have big games. So Trevor Simeon, he he needs to step it up in order to win this game for the Broncos. Um, so my my game of the week is going to be the Vikings Steelers, um, two teams that I 
I, I loved the Steelers going into the season. I think they have a star-studded cast of fantasy players. Um, ben Roethlisberger, Lev Bell, Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, and now Jesse James showing up last week with two touchdowns. And then Minnesota this past week putting up, putting up what, 470-plus yards um, through the air and on the ground. It's it's going to be an interesting game because I think the Vikings have a great defense, but obviously the Pittsburgh offense, I think, will dominate that. And I really think, I mean, granted, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers defense lost Stephon Tewitt for now. They're not sure when he could return, and he's mm-hmm. a big part of that defense. So I think Dalvin, Dalvin Cook could uh, benefit from that. I think that the pass um, their offensive line and that pass rush from Pittsburgh uh, might be a little bit of a problem. So I, I think that they could still put up those, you know, same three, four hundred yards, both teams. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is a higher scoring game, you know, a 34-30 kind of game or 28-24 or, you know, something like that. So from a fantasy perspective and also from, a you know, an NFL perspective, I think it's going to be a really interesting game to watch um, just based on the fact that there are stars and studs in these um, on both these teams. You know, we have Adam Thielen emerging, Stephon Diggs emerging as two top talent wide receivers Dalvin Cook the young rookie who looks incredible and Sam Bradford who looked spot on the other night. yeah so yeah. I, I this is my game of the week and I'm actually really excited to watch it do, do you think TJ Watt gets to Sam Bradford I think TJ Watt is going to get to almost every quarterback this monster year. monster first game he comes out and has two sacks and then says he still didn't play well enough he had a pick so, too yeah, and a pick. And right? an interception. So he had an interception, two sacks, and <laughs> still says after the game that he didn't play well enough. So I think the kid is has a motor just like his brother, and I wouldn't be surprised if he had another good game. What a family. Yeah, big ups to Mr. and Mrs. Watt, right? Let's, let's uh, what a, what, give what him off, a round of applause. What yeah. offspring. Yeah. I mean, our parents would be proud of us, brother, but I mean, that, that's that a different right. level right there. Of course, yeah. Of course. We're just better at <laughs> We're not budding things. NFL superstars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that... Um, that game is going to be pretty exciting as well. I'm, look, I'm very much looking forward to the Viking Steelers. Yeah, um, me too. The game that I'm going to mention here might fly under the radar a little bit. It's um, not necessarily getting the, uh, the glitz and glamour as the, say, Atlanta Green Bay game. The Chicago Bears, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and Mike Evans, many people's first round pick. We finally get to see him play. I don't think it's ever, I mean, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember at least there ever being a bye in week one of the NFL season. I, I don't, uh, not, not to my knowledge could have been way before we were born. <laughs> we'll have our stat correction team, um, review yeah, this afterwards and, we'll, out, and that... we'll get back to you and let you know if there's anything that, that comes from that. But I'm very excited to see him play. Finally, one of my leagues, bunch of college friends, my first pick talking a little ish and he didn't play and I lost. So let's, uh, Trying to get off, trying to get off nice. this week. Uh, looking forward to it. I think that they may go out to an early lead. I'm going to go with a crazy prediction for Mike Evans here, even though that Chicago D has really held um, wide receiver ones to pretty low scoring outages. Actually, I think they're very underrated. I'm going to say eight catches on 13 targets, two TDs, and 147 yards. Mike Evans, I love it. That's ambitious. And for all you pe- oh, I'm That's- so excited. <laughs> as as you say. Uh, Kyle, he's going to be peppered with targets. Peppered. 13, 13 peppered. targets. I love it. Um, on the other side of the ball, I think it's it's a homecoming of sorts, uh, a revenge game, if you will, for Mike Glennon, returning home to the team that drafted him in Tampa Bay. So he's obviously got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. And I think for all you, your, your shiny new toy off the waiver this week, Tariq Cohen, they're going to be playing from behind. So I think they're hopefully just going to be throwing him a lot of dump-offs, getting the ball to Jordan Howard. I'd like to see um, him get a 
get involved a little bit more in the passing game this week. Hopefully he can use his uh use his Winnie the Pooh clubs and like clamp the ball down or or something, right? Because a little bit of a stone hand thing going on. A little bit. <laughs> we'll jump right into the um, stardom or sit him session for the week. I'm going to throw this one out there to uh, to you, Kyle. Chris Hogan versus the Saints. Chris Hogan was everybody's sweetheart last year, last week, thinking that he was going to be the guy who shined against Kansas City, seeing that Brandon Cooks be matched up against Marcus Peters, and Chris Hogan would kind of be left a little bit um, untended by you know Philip Gaines, who was just absolutely awful anyway. Um, but Chris Hogan actually was pretty bad. He had uh, one reception on five targets. Granted, the Patriots' offense was not up to par. But I think this week against the Saints, he has a much, much better matchup. The Saints' secondary is – is they're just Awful. absolutely terrible. They, they are they, – they are right where they were last year. They are the 31st-ranked defense after the first week of the season when it comes to passing. Um, they're they're going Tom Brady's going to have a game, 300-plus yards, two-plus touchdowns, three touchdowns. Um, I think Hogan could easily go for four or five receptions, 70 yards and a touchdown, um, especially if he's matched up against somebody like P.J. Williams, who is just, he's just hard to watch um, when he plays defense. <laughs> he, can't, he couldn't cover. He literally can't cover anyone. So Their whole I, defense I is just painful to and watch. Especially if, yeah, well, true. Um, <laughs> it's, it, especially if Danny Amendola right now is kind of questionable, I, I think that I think that Chris Hogan could really be a really nice start this week because Brandon Cooks didn't have a good game. I mean, he's, it's his homecoming back to New Orleans. But I, I like Chris Hogan this week. So for me, he's a stardom, especially if he's my you know, wide receiver three-year flex. T.Y. Hilton versus the Cardinals. So Matt Stafford did torch the Cardinals defense last week, but that's Matt Stafford. Uh, it's either Jacoby Brissett or Scott Tolzian throwing cool. to T.Y. Hilton, which just sounds awful. Cast the characters right there. It... They're obviously going to be playing from behind, so they're going to have to pass the ball. But it would depend on my other receivers. If I had maybe some other options, like a Kelvin Benjamin, or I'm not starting T.Y. Hilton this week. I'm sitting him. Sorry. Sorry, Colts. I think I'm going to bench him as well. While we're talking about uh, about that game, I'm not. I'm actually not going to ask you the Des Bryant question since you talked about that, and I, I'd prefer not to talk about the Cowboys ever if, if I could help it. So, so Kyle... Des Bryant versus the Broncos. Are you starting him or are you sitting him? <laughs> we saw we saw this this past week with uh, Des against uh, Janoris Jenkins and how much he really struggles against really top uh, notch corners. He does. And even if it's even if it's not Talib who's on him, uh, even if it's Chris Harris. I mean, Chris Harris is a phenomenal quarter, uh, cornerback. So they seem to shut down number one receivers like like nothing. I mean, it's it's they do a great job. Uh, Keenan Allen was held in check. Tyrell Williams was held in check this past week. And I think Des is going to have another tough week against the Denver uh, Denver secondary. So for me, if he's my second wide receiver and I have a, another top-notch receiver um, that I got in my first, absolutely I'd start him. But if he's my number one, I'm I'm most likely going to sit him. Yeah, I think I, um, I, think I agree. And I'm hoping that you're correct. And I'm playing against him in many teams then, and the person does start him. And he gets shut down completely. Mm-hmm. Amir Abdullah. Ooh, I don't know if you guys tuned into to our previous episode, but I'm, I'm a little uh, I'm a little upset with uh, my, I think we're my friend all upset. my friend Amir. Yeah, just a little <laughs> disappointed. Just just hoping for more. Still waiting. Um, and now he gets to play my beloved Giants on Monday Night Football. Now they keep shining the spotlight. So much potential. Um, I'm actually sitting him. I'm not even thinking twice. I think that the Giants front seven were actually incredible defending the run. I think we were top three last year. Um, Snacks Harrison, 
I mean, with a nickname like that, you're not running around him. He's going to... Snacks. And they do have another running back with the name of Theo Riddick. I think they're going to have to pass a lot. So I think this is more of a, a Theo Riddick third down back type game. So I am sitting Amir Abdullah. Yeah, he's a sit for me as well. Uh, the Giants' snacks is going to eat him alive. So. Well, I will bring in some stats from last week. Did you see what Zeke did against that run defense? Yeah, but Zeke is – Amir Abdullah is not Zeke. <laughs> So. And the Giants were on the field for like 97% of the game. Yeah, that defense, that defense was on the field the entire game. They might have been a little tired, Eli, you know. Eli had 44 and out, uh, three and outs. Um, jumping into another another new section that we're, we're pretty excited about. I'm actually going to kick this one off to to the Jets fan. We have some some potential matchups to ex- exploit. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, it ends with a question. Uh, the Raiders offense versus the Jets defense. Oh, boy. Oh God. Oh Tell us how you feel about that, Kyle. Well, the Jets' defense isn't as bad as I thought they would be. Granted, they played against Buffalo. Um, they did. LaShawn McCoy ran all over them. Um, he caught passes all over them. So uh, I think Marshawn could be in for a good week, but Derek Carr is going to have just a field he's gonna, day. He is just going to go to town on them. Start him. I mean, Start him. it's going to be like me and KFC. It's just going to be. I'm just 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 enjoying it the whole time. KFC, really? Oh my God. What do you Love order? Me Love me some KFC. Oh, you know the little little sandwiches with the chicken in it, and little pickles. Oh, delicious. But what? Go you mean the honey butter chicken biscuit. Out of burger? everything you can get oh, at KFC, you get the biscuit I sandwich. I love that. I go to town fried on those. chicken, like the bucket or the crispy bucket. It is bucket. fried chicken. It is fried chicken. <laughs> you don't go for the kernel, the kernel strips, bro. Or the... <laughs> it the fr- it's basically a fried chicken strip in between the buns Ooh. with a little mayo, and it's delicious. But anyway, um, that's that's what a Derek Carr is going to, to do to the Jets. <laughs> This this week he is eat him up like Amari, Amari and Crabtree are going to each have a touchdown. Um, Jared Cook looked fantastic actually this past week for them. So uh, yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, he got hey, he had 11, 12 points. I I really think that uh, that this could be a blowout beyond epic proportions. And I think they're all must starts. Marshawn, Derek Carr, Marshawn um, definitely. Yeah, Marshawn, Derek Carr, <laughs> Michael Crabtree, Mark Cooper, and if you're low on tight end, say you had Fedorowicz, you know Jared Cook's a great start this week. So. Tom Brady versus the Saints secondary. I mean, obviously, once we get a phone number, you, we we can we can accept some callers in here to hear your actual thoughts. But it sounded, you know, a little little melancholy might be the word. I wouldn't say you know fully sad, but slightly concerned, slightly melancholy about the Patriots starting out 0-1, being embarrassed in the first game of the season after the. You know, winning the Super Bowl and all at home. Um, in Foxborough, when they show like, when whenever their games are on TV too, here a little snippet. They always show like the skyline of Boston, even though that Foxborough is like an hour drive south, like in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> where the Patriots <laughs> play. It's, it's amazing. Um, I think I'm not even going to bring stats into this one because the Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are pissed. They're going to come out firing. I think they're going to like bring out all the stops here. Brandon Cooks, James White are going to get their targets. They're going to get their points. Tom Brady is going to throw for four or five touchdowns. I think it's going to be a fairly high-scoring game unless they got their defense together within a week, which they could. But I think the Saints are kind of kind of mad as well with that with that terrible performance. Um, so I'm hoping for a high-scoring game, and I see the Patriots winning by at least two touchdowns in this game. The Seahawks defense versus the Kyle Shanahan-led offense. So Seattle lost to the to the Packers last week. Not they didn't play so well. Now they're at home, first home game. Aaron Rodgers torched them for over 300 yards. Mind you, he did have one pick. Their rushing defense was better than their pass defense, but this this is needs to be a big game for Seattle. 
They got to they gotta beat the Niners. There's no way they could lose to the 49ers at home. Yeah, I the, the 49ers have lost six times in a row um, dating back to 2012 um, at Seattle. So when they play in Seattle, they have lost six in a row. That's not good. Um, yeah, no, it's not. And the 49ers put up 210 yards of offense last week against the Panthers, who have a decent defense, but nothing spectacular. And also the fact that the 49ers were home um, last week last weekend. Um, now they're going to go to Seattle, where they are terrible playing, and um, their offense is just not very good. So I think if if you have the Seattle, and we don't talk much about defenses, and we probably won't much of the time because we don't really focus on a lot of DFS because, you know, the DFS, the daily fantasy is where you're going to, you know, talk more about defenses and who's going to get you more points. But, um, yeah, but in this situation, if you had Seattle defense, you need to start them this week because they are going to benefit you so very much um, with the matchup they have with the 49ers. Who do you you start on the the Niners offense? Carlos Hyde, Pierre Garçon? Maybe Pierre? I would, I would start. I would maybe. Yeah, I would start Pierre. He would probably be my only start. I mean, Hyde would be a flex at best. But Pierre Garcon, Sherman looked okay last week. Their other cornerbacks are in disarray. Granted, Jeremy Lane was tossed in the first quarter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the, about the only person I would consider starting. It would be Pierre Garcon as my wide receiver, two, three, or flex. That's why he's the stack guy, folks. Thank you. Boom. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, this or that. Uh, this uh, or that. Uh, New category. That was I would have gone with. I would have gone with. You can get with this, or you can get, you get with, with that. that. <laughs> that's from um, NBA like Street Volume Two for PlayStation Two. <laughs> One of the best soundtracks <laughs> in a video game ever. I was um I was singing the remix. I love which it. Which is um which is probably one. just. Just probably just the you know the wrong lyrics and the wrong rhythm. So it sounded very similar. That's why it's better to have three of us here so we can you know all correct each other and help each other out. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So in in this seg- segment, folks, ladies and gentle gentlemen, we're going to give you two scenarios. Basically, if you're in this predicament, which one we favor? Starting with number one, I'm gonna kick this one to you, brother, because. It has your favorite team and my favorite team. Sure. Dak, Dak versus the Broncos or Matt Stafford versus the Giants. I am starting Matt Stafford against the Giants, easily. You, if you have, if you have both, one that's a, that's a not a bad predicament to be in. If you have them on the same team, chances are you probably don't. But hey, if you do, awesome. But Stafford against the Giants, a lot better matchup than Dak versus the best passing defense. Now, Giants, they do have Janoris Jenkins, solid corner. He could shut down maybe Golden Tate. I don't know if he would cover Marvin Jones, probably take Golden Tate out, which means Galladay could have a pretty big game. Oh, Hotel Motel, Motel Galladay in. There you go. Galladay in. Say uh, what? Say what? Joe Mixon versus the Texans on Thursday Night Football or Mark Ingram? <sighs> How did you uh... – how did you choose some of these some of these breakdowns? That's Kyle? a tough one. All right. So when I was going through this, I kind of wanted to get an idea of players who, first of all, were probably drafted around similar times. So you know, Dak and Stafford were both those middle to late tier, uh, first tier quarterbacks that are 10, 11, 12, um, who were probably going in that ninth, tenth, eleventh round of most drafts. Um, and then the next one, you know, Joe Mixon versus Mark Ingram. They were both drafted in that fourth, fifth round. They're both, you know part of a backfield that has three running backs, a three-headed monster, and 
I think that both of them are the best running backs on their team, but also might be losing carries and losing receptions to other, you know, other running backs, Adrian Peterson, you know, Gio Bernard. So I kind of tried to have a, a pretty decent comparison between players to kind of give you an idea of who would be a better option to pick. And for this Mixon versus Ingram one, it's a little tough for me because I do love Mark Ingram, but I'm going to go with Joe Mixon. He had a pretty terrible week this past week, eight carries, nine yards. It was yeah. awful. Um, but that's because the, 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 Bengals had a terrible week. Everybody. Yeah. Everyone was so, awful. So I pick him mostly for the fact that he is going to rise to the top, like I've said. And Mark Ingram, as much as I think he will rise to the top as well, I just can't trust it because Kamara is still getting a lot of touches in that in that backfield. And I think he's going to be relevant for a long time. And I think Peterson will get his fill as well. So the Patriots gave 185 yards last week to, uh, to Kareem Hunt. And... I don't think they're going to do that again. I really think they've learned their lesson. Granted, Kareem Hunt is a better running back, talent-wise, I think, than Mark Ingram. Ooh. But I do. Oh, absolutely. Ooh, yeah. um, but mix mixing against the Texans. The Texans were exploited last week. Um, Leonard Fournette. They gave up 100 yards to Leonard Fournette, 155 total to the Jaguars, and the Texans lost Brian Cushing on a 10-game suspension now. So I, I really think that that team is a little bit of a disarray right now. <laughs> and yeah, I give, give me Joe Mixon this week for sure. Awesome. I might uh, I might take your I might take you up on some of that advice now. That was very helpful for me as well, selfishly. Some, sometimes um, that's going to happen during our yeah. episodes. <laughs> Ta- I'm t- taking notes myself. We're going to have to steal from each other, yeah. our players. I can be tough for uh, for, for drafting, uh, folks, for sure. Um, so the, the the next matchup here, Alshon versus the Chiefs or Devonta Parker versus the Chargers. For me, this one's fairly easy only because Smokin' Jay Cutler is back and he's playing football again, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, would you rather watch him just chuck 50-yard bombs down the field or listen to his, like, apathetic, no emotion on TV talk about football? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I choose the latter. Are you yeah. serious? <laughs> I'd rather listen to him be miserable in a broadcast booth talking about how much a player sucks. I don't even know that's why what he's, he's in a broadcast booth. I don't know if I've even ever heard him talk about something like, oh like passion or that he's excited. He always looks like he has like a cigarette hanging from his mouth. Yeah, just, I can um, just imagine what it sound like. But I really just wanted to talk about talk about this situation, and I think he liked when he played with uh, Alshon. He just again peppered him with targets. Devonta Parker. Hopefully, if it carries through what we saw in the preseason, he's just going to chuck the ball downfield. Um, so I'm going Parker plus. The Eagles have a few more weapons. I think they 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 liked Aguilar last week, even though that he was being covered, um, Jeffrey by who is he Josh, covered by? Josh Norman. Josh, Josh Norman, Norman, thank you. Yeah, yeah. he's and got Marcus. Peters he's got Marcus. Shadow, he's, he's, he's still Peters out there. Yeah. Still I, out I don't know there. who I'd rather have more. I don't know who I'd rather have shadow me more, Marcus Peters or Josh Norman. Peters I, is I would amazing. Sip, I would sit both of these guys. I think Jay Cutler is just going to be all over the place this week. That's my opinion, though. Heaving. I think he's, he's. I gonna think be, he's going to be a little rusty. He's probably going to overthrow Devonta. I. Th- um, Cameron Brait against the Chicago Bears or soon to be trustworthy tight end on the Bills. Charles Clay versus the Panthers. I I got to watch firsthand what Charles Clay is going to be that offense in that offense um, when he played the Jets this past week, and he looked good. He really did. Granted, the one pass he deflected and it caused an interception in the red zone, but he looked he looked like he's going to be a pretty integral part. Uh, to that offense with Tyrod Taylor. But my pick this week is Cam Brate. I had Cam Brate on a few teams last year. He performed better than I thought he ever could 
him and uh, Jameis had a really good rapport together. And uh, they're playing the Bears this week. And they, the Bears just lost Jarrell Freeman. And Jarrell Freeman is a tackling machine. He's good at covering the tight end. And now he has gone for, what, the next 12 games probably. He might miss the whole season at this point. So he Cam Brate would be my pick because him and him and uh, Jameis get along really well together. They have a really good uh, rapport together. And given the fact that Jarrell Freeman is gone now, and I know he's going to, you know, be getting the ball to Mike Evans a lot and, you know, the new toy they have in Deshaun Jackson. But, you know, without the big run game they have, I think Jameis is going to be throwing the ball a lot. So give me Cam Brate, you know, having a touchdown and maybe 50 yards. I'll take it. I like, I like me some Cam Brate. Kelvin, Benjamin versus the Bills or... Kenny Galladay in versus the uh, Giants. Isn't he going to get in the end zone again? Maybe I, one, I, maybe two times. I think he has. I think he has a better game than Kelvin. I think they both do good. Now PPR, I don't think it matters. I think they'll probably both be in the six, seven range catches. But I think I think Kenny Galladay has a has a bigger game than Kelvin. Maybe slightly better, just for the fact that Golden Tate could be taken out by Janoris Jenkins against the Giants, and Stafford likes to spread it around. So Marvin Jones can get some action, but Kenny Galladay, I like him over Kelvin. Yeah, I completely agree. I think moving forward, too, I like him more than Marvin Jones. He disappeared last year. Once this kid steps up, he's going to get opportunities. So, Next category, moving to rebound week or flop, flop city. Is this player going to stink it up again, or are they going to bounce back? Bilal Powell, who wants to jump in? Bilal God, Powell. I'll take. You can yeah, jump in. No, I'll take fan. this one. I will definitely <laughs> take this one. Yeah. Uh, Forte is going to be getting snaps. Yeah, um, no, Flop City. <laughs> flop it? City, Bilal Powell. <laughs> flop City, bitch. Nope, no, thank Le- you. Flop, Flop City, bitch. <laughs> no, thank Bell. you. Lev Bell versus the Vikings, brother. Lev Bell. What did they do last week? Why did he only get ten touches total? If, if that, uh, he's this is a rebound week. Vikings do have a good defense, but right now he's the best running back in the game. You don't – he needs to get the ball more. I think this is a rebound week for Lebo. I also think that uh, Russell Wilson versus the 49ers will have a rebound week, even though their offensive line is, is horrific. I think playing at home against the 49ers, they'll um, you know hopefully have a much better game plan. He's going to uh, be he, – he's got to be better. He just he just has to be better. I think it's more, op, more optimism than, than – statistical you know theory at this point but i think he's too much of an athlete he's healthy he's going to run around he's going to find doug baldwin he's going to find paul richardson he's going to find cj pro size when when they're when they're passing demarco murray versus the can you say that they're a very good or a great great defense after one week against the jaguars they did play the texans no, they are not a great defense. They're a very good defense. Um, DeMarco Murray has 200-yard games against the Jaguars in the past three years. He had 12 touches, 12 carries this past week. He's going to get more this week. I don't know why they did that. Um, they saw that it didn't work against the Raiders. Murray had a passing 40 times. He's going to get 20 carries this game. He's going to, I think he's going to have another 100-yard game against the Jaguars. So for me, he is a rebound this week. Buy low, sell high. Or worthy of just keeping on your bench right now. A, a stash. Stash worthy. Mustache worthy. November's coming up. We'll talk about Must. that more in the future. Mustache worthy. Uh, Tariq Cohen. I think he is Capable. potentially the number one pickup this week um, because the Bears have nobody else. Honestly, just, just based on opportunity alone, he's going to get the ball. They're going to throw to him. They might be playing from behind. So I think he's, he's in line for potential monster workloads. I'm buying... Tariq Cohen. 
Nelson Aglor on the Eagles. I think right now you just ride the train until it runs out because I think this week, this week it could be a good week for him just for the fact that Jeffrey is going to be covered by Peters. After that, I think he may fizzle out. So yeah, Philo sell high. Yeah, we're going with that. Cooper Cup on the Rams. Can the can the incredible chemistry they had in the preseason in Week One continue, gentlemen? Yes. The answer is yes. Him and that's exactly what Josh uh, Jared Goff needs in a wide receiver. So for me, he is somebody I'm stashing and I'm playing. At, at this point, I play him almost every week. This this dude's gonna he's legit. Look, looks looks to be dependable. PPR format. Well, I, I agree. Terrence West. We've we talked a little bit about the uh, the Ravens and Campanaro and and Javorius, uh, nicknamed Buck, the Great Buck Hunter Allen. What do you guys think about Terrence West? I like I like West and Allen actually. Campanaro. They say he may get involved. Who knows? But West and Allen both had good games last week. Why would you let one of them sit on the bench while the other one is getting all the production? I like I like both, so I'm 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 buying high on, on Terrence West right now. I think he's someone yeah. good production. I agree. Four yards per carry, got a touchdown. A, de- a great defense goes really well with um, a good running game. So Baltimore Ravens are going to keep their team in the game just based on the fact that their defense is great and they're going to run the ball. And Terrence West is the best running, like physical running back on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's going to get his carries and he's going to get his times in the, end, uh, in the red zone to score a touchdown. So for me, he's somebody I'm keeping on my team. I'm going to stash after a good week and I think they're going to keep going. Yeah, I think this week too, especially. There's um, They're playing the Cleveland Browns. They may have, um, you know, came out the gates fairly well last week, but the Ravens' defense is, is going to stop them. They're going to run the ball a lot in the second half, Terrence West. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we look forward to uh, catching up with you guys next week in our week two review. It's the uh, Fantasy Fam signing off. <laughs>